The International PharmaTalks podcast is powered by ELS Solutions Group. If you would like to engage directly with ELS Solutions and receive advisory from regulatory, distribution, or pipeline in international business, please visit elssolutions.com.br slash en. Welcome to the International Pharma Talks podcast. I'm your host, Diogo Souza Martins, and in this podcast, we will dive deep into the world of healthcare international business, where you will learn strategies and action plans to help you navigate through your internationalization program and achieve the best results. Welcome to the International PharmaTalks podcast. As always, I'm your host, Diogo Souza Martins. And in this podcast, we'll talk about strategies and tips to address the investment in innovative drug therapies in order to broaden your perspective on this topic and best practices so you better manage your assets. Don't forget to subscribe for more podcasts about the hot topics in pharma every week. And as always, if you want to connect with me, please send out an email to podcast at tlssolutions.com.br and you'll have for me an answer in 24 hours. During years of human history, new diseases often arise and previously undiscovered deficiencies are unveiled by science. We can cite as a beautiful example the COVID-19 that brought something to the world that has not been for a long time a catastrophic pandemic. With new diseases emerging or some other that has been discovered and that may have been around for a long time, new challenges arise for science and for the pharmaceutical industries. So how to fight this disease? Investing in a new and revolutionary therapy is certainly a good answer as we are facing a new disease. However, New therapies may also emerge to solve long-standing problems. The clinical development of new medications faces challenges that must be overcome to get better results. These challenges manifest themselves in several ways. The time it takes to develop new drugs is long, the expenses with clinical trials are very high, and differences among humans make each drug not the perfect universal therapy. Discoveries like, let's say, penicillin were a breakthrough for medicine and pharmaceutical industry. Later, several other medicines aroused to solve problems in a revolutionary way. But nowadays, society faces several psychological disorders and chronic illnesses, leading to a sharp social regress and degradation of people's quality of life, and this needs to be addressed. Currently, there is a new paradigm in clinical development of new drugs. This scenario is the result of new pathways that pharmaceutical companies have been pursuing. Pharmaceutical industries are no longer doing all the phases in the development of new medications, but they look for resources and contributions in external entities. As a future perspective, we intend to understand what is coming and how we will medicines resolve pharmaceutical therapeutical issues that arise today in an objective, diligent and definitive, I should say, or probably dream manner. 
In the United States, breakthrough status is reserved for new drugs and biological products intending for rare and serious or life-threatening diseases, with preference for products that are genetically targeted. The concept stems from informal discussions several years ago between stakeholders and agency officials about how to deal with a new drug or drug combination for severe illness that shows remarkable activity very early in clinical development. These ideas were shared with influential members of the US Congress, who incorporated them into the Food and Drug Administration Safety and Innovation Act of 2012, known as the Prescription Drug User Free Act 5. The criteria for granting breakthrough status is not entirely evident, and the US FDA does not grant such designation unless companies request it. Companies welcome the opportunity to collaborate more closely with the FDA. And uh, as another example of innovative breakthrough therapy, in January 2013, two cystic fibrosis drugs have gained the first breakthrough therapy designation from FDA. The agency announced that uh, some uh, different drugs um, like Evacaftor alone or in combination with experimental uh, compound would be the first to benefit from an expedited review process designed for potential life-saving drugs. Advanced therapy medicine products are innovative therapies likely associated with high prices. Payers need guidance to create a balance between ensuring patient access to breakthrough therapies and maintaining the financial sustainability of the healthcare system. With many of these advanced therapy medicinal products in development, it is time for stakeholders to start thinking about new pathways and funding strategies for these innovative high-cost therapies. These ATMPs, advanced therapy medicinal products, there is an ATMP-specific fund uh, which could constitute a reasonable solution to ensure rapid patient access to innovation without threatening the sustainability of the healthcare system. The development of new drugs is divided into several stages, namely pre-discovery of the therapeutical target, the drug discovery, pre-clinical trials, the assay clinical and marketing. The process, the process for developing these new drugs is for sure long, but it can last from 12 to 14 years and really expensive. So pharmaceutical innovation is, as everyone knows, risky and typically investments will only happen when the reward is anticipated to be sufficient to justify the risks. Companies today are faced with the challenging of balancing the substantial investment required to develop breakthrough therapies with the growing constraints on society's ability and willingness to pay for such innovations. Clinical trials can present some adverse events that sometimes can be serious. These situations lead to the failure of a clinical trial and sometimes test cancellation. Therefore, tests must follow ethical principles to guarantee a protection of the health of the participants, for sure, and human rights in general. The demand to bring transformative therapeuticals to patients and the escalating cost of doing so are driving the life science industry to seek collaborations with academia to stimulate innovation. 
Despite opportunities afforded by working together, companies and universities lack a systematic approach for capturing the full potential of such relationships. Detailed afterwards is some of our few suggestion strategies to help these uh, collaborations to succeed. The term, as I always say, is open innovation was, you know, coined by Henry Chesbro to describe how useful knowledge and technology was becoming increasingly widespread, such that newly developing technologies and products benefited from integrating knowledge and expertise from multiple sources. Uh, he also made the case that the economics of innovation is a key driver for companies to open their innovation process. So pharmaceutical and large biotech companies, as an example, increased their R&D spending by 147 to fuel their drug pipelines up until, let's say, 20, 2004. But yet this number of new drug applications submitted to the US FDA rose by just 38%. With little to show for all the money they had invested in research innovation, compounded with drug failures and patent expirations set to erode a substantial amount of their revenues, many companies realized that they needed to look beyond their own walls for innovation and partner. The idea is that the next approach might not come from internal research, has led many companies to shift their R&D expenditures externally, through collaborations with small biotech companies or even academia. Although some of these relationships are built on long-standing collaborations with academia institutions, the recent increase in the number of these collaborative relationships is part of a major change in strategic direction. These partnerships come at a crucial time for both industry and universities and have the potential of profoundly alter how healthcare is delivered. An important goal for both types of organizations is to close the gap between basic and clinical research, thereby allowing for a more evidence and outcome-based approach to therapeutical development that provides real healthcare value to patients. This requires the development of new testing technologies to clearly identify who will benefit most from each therapeutical treatment and determine the conditions under which the benefit will be achieved. Despite the commitment of organizations to foster healthcare innovation along those lines, most companies and universities still lack a systematic and coordinated approach to entering these relationships of, or even capturing the most value from them. With new technologies, the development of new drugs may become easier Innovative diagnostic methods such as biomarkets can help to accelerate the arrival of drugs on the market. To maintain the attractiveness for its financing, pharma industry must constantly evolve and with a valuable pipeline of drugs. A way to, let's say, value the pipeline of the pharmaceutical industries is through the acquisition of patents with purchases of licenses and partnerships with biotech companies and universities that often focus on earlier stages of the development of new pharmaceuticals. Another path that the pharma industry has been following is the recognition from emerging markets for clinical development of new molecules. Countries like China and India have populations and technical skills that attract industry for conducting clinical trials. 
In these markets, it is possible to quickly recruit many volunteers to participate in clinical trials. Other pull factors are lower costs and regulations that for some times require less bureaucracy. Another reason for this attractiveness of countries on emerging markets is the financial development they have shown. A big part of the population is, uh, in these countries has the resources to access basic medicines. So the clinical development of new molecules has many aspects to be addressed and to be considered. So for new drugs to appear on the market, it is necessary to favorable or to favor combination of many factors. So these are truly exciting times in healthcare. My understanding of the mechanism of disease and of that all the researchers are doing is rapidly expanding and the development of the tools that enable us to transform this knowledge into meaningful therapeutics is accelerating. The challenge now is to integrate this new knowledge to provide the most accurate picture of the individual, the disease and the community on which to base the development of new breakthrough therapies for higher value. As both public and private sectors have key roles in bringing new therapies to patients, it is imperative that value each sector creates is leveraged such that the collective brain power and expertise across the two sectors is focused on securing effective and safe therapies. Industry slash academic collaborations will, in my opinion, continue to have an important role in developing better treatments. And any pharmaceutical company that wants to fully capitalize on such partnerships will need to adopt an approach that takes the interests of both parties into account. It will also need to treat its alliances with academic researchers as a portfolio, both to reduce the duplication of effort and to optimize the synergies across therapeutical areas. But no matter how successful such alliances are, they will not be sufficient to generate the innovation that is required to make a great leap forward. It is only by identifying areas of pre-competitive research and pooling their resources that pharma companies will ultimately be able to develop therapeutics and testing technologies that break completely new ground. Thank you for joining us on this episode of International Pharma Talks podcast. For more episodes and to subscribe, rate and leave a review, please direct to iTunes or Spotify. If you wish to develop your international program or to register or distribute your products in another market, please consult elssolutions.com.br/en.